Welcome back to CDI Fridays. This is episode four, and I'm Miss Staunton. I'm joined today by our panelists, Keely, Patrick, and Keen, and a nod to Neve, who is our studio assistant today in Colossal Dooney's gig. The rest of our podcasters are busy bees at this time, updating our social media and doing research for future shows. They're plotting and planning during this hour. As luck would have it, the 2FM Rollcaster is broadcasting live from CARE, and a few of our podcasters made their way down to the town and managed to get live on air with Jennifer Zamparelli. They also got some free merchandise, and hopefully they might have a little bit extra to go around. And hopefully we will have some pictures, videos, and the interview that Grace did with, with Jennifer Zamparelli uh, up on our social media shortly. So let's get the show on the road. To get us started, we have some short announcements to make from school, some school activities in the past week, and also some upcoming activities as well. Our first and second year Camogie players were involved in a Camogie Blitz last Tuesday in Burgess. They played teams from Newport and Templemore in an all-tip affair. So they played eight games altogether on the day and they won six out of eight games. So well done, girls. They narrowly lost out to our ladies of Templemore in the end. There was 19 players involved, 16 first years and three second years. As Miss Dillon told me, some absolutely phenomenal displays of skill and scores. So well done to all the girls involved and the teachers. Currently, our junior ladies soccer team are playing feathered. Um, we don't know the score of that, so hopefully we will have updates for you next week on that. And yesterday, the boys soccer team were out in action against De La Salle in Waterford. And as young Ronan told me this morning in third year Irish, it came to 1-1. It was a draw match at the end of extra time, went to penalties, and thankfully they won 4-2. And I heard that the goalie scored one himself. So well done to all the lads as well. In ladies Gaelic football news, Paddy is only delighted to be putting the blue and yellow bunting up around the school for our senior ladies who are travelling to Mallow this coming Saturday to play Colossal Column of Ballancolic. Throwing is at 12 o'clock, so get there early to support the girls who've played so well this year. We'll be hearing from Mr Creed, their manager, and he's going to give us a little idea about their pathway to the final. So I'm joined here by Mr. Creed, who is the manager of our senior ladies football team. And he's going to tell me a little bit about their pathway to the final. Thanks, miss. Um, so we started out uh, back in October and we had two challenge games against uh, St. Mary's and Middleton, who were actually in the senior A final this weekend as well. And uh, against St. Anne's of Tiptown. So we had two, um, we had a draw in the first game and in the second game we had a comprehensive victory. So that set us up fairly well for the uh, for the championship, which started in November. Uh, our first game in the championship was against St. Ja- Angela's of Watford um, here in the Cloucester. And uh, the girls put in a massive display against them. Uh, and we ran out again, comprehensive winners on that day. That led us on then to the second round where we played Kinsale Community College. Um, again here in the Colossia and uh, once again the girls showed up on the day and put in a massive performance to win quite well so um, I suppose that put us in a, in a great position going into the semi-final uh, which was penciled in for the week after we got back af- after the Christmas holidays so um, we played uh, St Mary's of Mallow in Ballygiblin um, at the, in the middle of January and um, we were expecting a, a, a massive test and I suppose in the, the first quarter we um, 
I suppose we we got a, a couple of lucky breaks and uh, by the by the half time we were in the driving seat so that set us up nicely for a, another comprehensive victory uh, against them so um that's led us on now to the final against Clash de Cullum um on Saturday in Mallow so I hope all the uh, listeners out there of the podcast can get down to Mallow on Saturday at 12 o'clock to support the Clash de Girls The results are in from Andrew's segment last week based on the GOAT, soccer GOAT. Is it Ronaldo or is it Messi? So just for any of the listeners out there or people who might be present in, in this room, what does GOAT stand for? Patrick, right. can you tell us what, what does GOAT, G-O-A-T? GOAT stands for greatest of all time. That's yeah. funny you bring that up actually because when I, uh, when I read the script for last week, I was thinking to myself, yeah. GOAT? A, a goat on a football pitch. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, well, the results are in. So we did poll on our Instagram. Was it Messi or was it Ronaldo? It was... Okay, go. Patrick, who are you going to vote for? I said Ronaldo last week. I'm saying it again. You know, okay. Ronaldo has Keen. Ronaldo. Um, Messi. Okay. Keely. I'll probably go Ronaldo because the excitement when he came back to Manchester. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And I'm going to go with Messi. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of it's Ronaldo. It is a draw. Um, so the poll went up on our social media. It was very, very close. We had 84 votes. And by a, by a very, the slimmest of margins, by one vote. Oh, no. Oh, no. The winner no. is... Please, please, please. Ronaldo. Oh my yes. God, that was easy. <laughs> I knew it. One United, one the devil. <laughs> one. Oh. Okay, so congratulations to all the Ronaldo fans out there. Uh, keep an eye on social media. We'll have a few yes. more. So to get us started today, first up with our panelists is Patrick. Hello, uh, thanks for having me on again. My topic, you know, I've been walking around the school recently you know, in class, I hear people saying, why do we need to learn, like, you know, poetry or algebra or learn Irish? That kind of brought up the question, you know, our school is teaching us necessary skills we might need in later life. And I want to know, like, what do you, what do all of you think? Do you agree or disagree about it? I believe transition year is helping out a lot because yeah. it's less book learning and more learning skills of life. Like, yeah. we did cooking, which is obviously, like, a great skill to have. And I think it's very good that we get to do this, as well as that um, woodwork and construction. I think they're great to know for future jobs and great skills, even just to have yeah. around the house. Yeah, that's a great, great point, Keely. Yeah. Uh, also, I just think like having the knowledge of uh, knowing, like let's say if your car breaks down or something like that, and uh, and you're in a rush to work, you can kind of fix it up as quick as you can. Yeah. yeah. You might know what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You might know what's wrong. Okay. Yeah. You know, like language classes like Spanish or French or German, no offense to teaching it, there doesn't need to be a class when you can probably go onto like a site like Reverso and you'll learn off the phrases and words. For listeners who can't, who can't actually see it, oh, yeah. Keen, I think, is trying to, I don't know, you're, you're, you're trying to hold it in there. Breaking down. Um, well, Patrick. I am an Irish teacher, yeah. and funnily enough, you're my Irish teacher. <laughs> I, I'm your Irish teacher. <laughs> I did warn you. Yeah. Um, so, in my defence, uh, and 
in defense of maybe all teachers or especially maybe language teachers out there um i think it is a, a, it would be an absolute crime if you did not we're not we're not able to converse mm. in your own language so yeah. your national language if you're not able to maybe talk about yourself talk about your family maybe what did you do during the day just the very simple and basic things so go on i know you're, you're peppering there to say something like a really bad guy <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying like you know it has to be thrown aside like forever now listen it's just like so so go back to your original question what's what's your original question it's like our schools, you know, teaching us necessary like skills we need in later life. Okay. Say like, say if I'm going for like a job interview as like a mechanic, and I told like the interviewer I could recite like you know ninety lines from Shakespeare, and I can understand like all the Seamus Heaney's poems, you know, and, and like read a book. I probably wouldn't get the job, you know, <laughs> as a mechanic, if you know what I mean. I mean, there are some subjects like maths. That's obviously important, you know. Okay, you tell me then, when are you going to use algebra or maybe, what else, I'm not a maths teacher now. Or... Irish. <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to use Irish? Well, I've used it every day in my life. <laughs> it's my job. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Um, okay, <clears throat> Keely, what do you think? Like, can you give me maybe, as a, apart from maybe the cooking, is there anything else that you might have learned? I feel like English is a very like important one because other than like poetry and Shakespeare, we're also kind of learning how to like express ourselves in Excellent. different ways, yeah. like learning yeah, different yeah. words and how to do it. Yeah. So, so without maybe doing English in school, would Patrick maybe struggle through his interview for for the job as, as a mechanic because yeah. he can't express his interest in in you know in, in cars, yeah. in in engines, in wheels, in oil, or whatever it else that it that. I didn't think about that. No. Mm. <laughs> I mean. Uh, like, you know, yeah, expressing yourself, that's important. Then, like, you know, also homemade, that's more, like learning how to cook. Yeah. Uh, then, mm. yeah, then, like, you know, also I'm dyslexic, so I can't really speak much Irish. Sorry, okay, no, that's fair enough. Fair okay. Enough. Also, like, after school subjects or, like, clubs during school, like doing computers and um, we do debating, mm. which is, mm. I think it's great to have these, like, subjects that you can yeah. do. That's it, Keely. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. keep going. <laughs> but then, you know, also they're not really teaching us about like you know mortgages and all that and like well i didn't learn about it either yeah. so do you know yeah. I'm, i suppose most teachers and most people they've they've we've, we never learned about it it's something that i would have loved to have learned about it as well um but tell me this your current situation where are you right now and what are you learning from this experience being part mm-hmm. of the podcast yeah i'm learning like a lot about radio you know and kind of getting out of my comfort zone speaking to like like you know random people and you know i'm really enjoying it and all that yeah so i mean my opinion this is the most important class of transition year (laughs) it's my favorite class as well good delighted to hear that uh can i just touch on the languages really quickly Mm. um so I think that learning Irish is important if, like, you are Irish and you want yeah. to... You, know, you want like to be proud culture. of like, yeah, culture. Yeah, you want to be proud yeah, of I'm who proud. you are and your yeah. culture and all that. But um, for people from, maybe, like, Poland or Moldova or myself, even from Russia, uh, um, we're told that we have to learn Irish because it's part of our heritage. But for those people from uh, different countries, uh, their heritage would be learning, like, Moldovan or Polish or mm. Russian or anything, or anything like that. Mm. That's a great point. Yeah. yeah. So do you think that maybe Irish students who were born and raised in Ireland, that they should be able to converse in Irish? 
do you uh, think do you, i'm going to change that question actually do you think that maybe the, the the attitude not even just students but just in general do you think the attitude maybe towards irish or maybe even languages as a whole is that is it wrong um <clears throat> i think uh, the reason why some students don't want to learn irish is because they say to themselves well it's a dead language now mm-hmm. uh, not a lot of people actually speak it on the island yeah uh, so i think that's kind of going around in their heads mm. saying that well there's no real point in learning it then also i think the way it's taught is a bit wrong like instead of learning how to speak it naturally like mm-hmm. in sentences like we do in german or spanish we learn like poetry and dramas which really we're not yeah. going to use absolutely so. and i completely agree i would love to change mm, what's going yeah. on or how 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 the maybe the curriculum in irish i would love to change it i think there's some things that need to be scrapped Uh, if anybody from the Department of Education is listening right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, we got a shout out from uh, RTE, so you never know. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's great. That's that's a really hot topic and a very um, controversial, controversial <laughs> question. And I'm sure the teachers in our school alone would have plenty to say about it and even the students. So we would love to hear back from me. But well done, Patrick. Thank Excellent. You. Well done. And next up on episode four, we have Keely with a really, really interesting question and topic for us to discuss. Yes, so I'm going to be talking about superstitions. Now, I'm sure superstitions are something we've all heard of, even if you're quite skeptical of them, which I'm sure some people are. But if you don't know what they are, they're basically a widely held belief of supernatural influences leading to good or bad luck. For example, like if I spill salt on the table, that would give me bad luck. But then throwing it over my shoulder would reverse that bad luck and I suppose get good luck out of it. So they've actually been around since the Greek or Roman times, which is like a scarily long time. Because like there's not a past uh, a handbook like full of them that is passed down to generations that keeps like hold of them. Like nobody reads an Irish superstitions handbook, but yet we all know some of them. And obviously there's less around since like the 1800s or like even the 60s but people still know one or two so do any of you have superstitious family members or I have one about my uncle (laughs) (laughs) so we'll call him uh, Nigel Mm -hmm. okay so Nigel used to work for uh, a company in Waterford Uh, any company that my uncle Nigel goes into he tends to close down and it's this running family joke that we have um You wouldn't want to be working in the same place as him yeah. because you probably won't have the job in about two weeks time <laughs> and uh, nobody actually knows what he's doing but we think that he's working for this knockoff company um that's similar to waterford crystal <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'll probably be gone in two weeks okay excellent okay patrick do you have any superstitions do you no. wave at magpies times i don't do it all the time now. no yeah. do you count do. them no that's actually one of my favorite ones i'm yeah. always waving at my pies <laughs> yeah, i actually did actually. it this morning yeah. on the way to work <laughs> yeah so lots of movies are like interested in supernatural obviously and there's a few movies that have superstition in them such as the play blood brother blood, blood, blood brothers which we've all done in english i think and the new movie encanto which is a disney movie which i won't spoil anything but bruno is one of the main characters i suppose and he's very superstitious he knocks on wood and jumps over cracks all to avoid bad luck 
Have you watched any of you seen Encanto? I have seen Encanto. I yeah. do actually I really like. I think it's, I really I think it's it. way better than Frozen. Like, yeah. Not, is it any good? Oh, I love it. Yeah. The songs are very catchy. Yeah, definitely. Bruno's probably my favorite. I think. Yeah, I've heard them on YouTube already, and I'm sick of them. Oh no! Yeah, they're like passing out. Let it go by Frozen. I think that song we don't talk about Bruno for like a hundred million views. Already. Um, I do have one. I do have a superstition. Um, it's related to New Year's Eve and. When you, if you're a person from Spain, if you're Spanish, yes, I heard yeah, and um, I, I lived there for a while, and I, this, this is where I know it from. Other than that, I probably wouldn't know it. Mm-hmm. So basically, on New Year's Eve, on the countdown to twelve o'clock, uh, you have to have twelve grapes, mm-hmm. and on the countdown to twelve, eleven, ten, so on and so forth, you have to put a grape on each second into your mouth and you have to make 12 wishes do you swallow the grapes or do you just have a face full of grapes you literally have a face full of grapes yeah a mouth full of grapes and you have to chew and you have to think of your wishes so that's that that's what happens so that that's what they did that's what i've done so i think there's also a a new year's eve one of like hiding under a table at midnight i'm not sure yeah (laughs) for like good luck or something i have no idea where it comes from but anyway uh there's loads of irish myths out there i'm or i'm sure you've heard of some of them but um, I'm sure most of them have good explanations, but most probably have like historical context that makes sense back then, but doesn't really make sense today. Yep. Like black cats. Now, there's loads of variations of that superstition. So which, which ones have you heard? Red ears. Oh, yeah? If your ears are red, somebody is talking about you. Yeah. And if I've you... I've heard that. Yeah. Um, I've heard like from... an itchy nose. Itchy nose, yeah. yeah. You're having a fight with someone yeah. and you have to shake somebody's hand, yeah. the closest like, person to you. like... Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, just, yeah maybe not now. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard any lads? Uh, I haven't, but uh, I recently saw this documentary by a magician called Darren Brown. You've probably heard of him, have you? Yeah, you talked about him a lot. I, I do, <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, but uh, he did this documentary on superstitions, and he got right. this woman that believes in all superstitions, like touching wood and not mm-hmm. looking at black hats and all that. Uh, he put this woman through her worst day she probably ever had and he made her walk under ladders, look at black cats, walk on the cracks and yeah. uh, all that. And, um, that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's the type of entertainer that kind of wants to prove things wrong. Yes. So whether it be psychics or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to prove superstitions wrong. So what he did was he, uh, he made the woman do uh, all that and then at the end of the day she won the lottery. Wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, it could be a game changer. Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you got any other examples there for us, Gili? Um, a very Irish one is finding a four-leaf clover. Now, it doesn't sound that hard, but only one in 10,000 clovers are actually four-leafed and I've never seen one. Have you? I've never seen one no. either, no. Uh, go on, yeah, anything else? Shoes on the table. I think this is a popular one. Yes, I have heard of yeah. that. Yeah. That's in uh, Blood Brothers, is it? Yes, yeah. yeah. I think it's just like simple etiquette nowadays. But I suppose like people, some people get so freaked out when mm. people put shoes mm. on tables. So That's great. I think if we might put something up on the social media over the next few days and if anybody has any other superstitions, I would really love. This is this is right down my alley. Um, another one I had was horoscopes. I don't know if they're superstitious. Oh, yes. I've heard of them. Sure. Yeah. And like fate almost. Yeah, like yeah. I was, used to be obsessed with them, um, right. but not anymore. Yeah. So I've yeah. kind of got gone past that stage but yeah definitely get in touch with us and let us know what your what your superstitions are and last but not least we have keen hello hello uh, thanks for having me on 
today I'm going to be asking the question, are sports clubs for young people becoming too competitive? Uh, I came up with this topic uh, the other day when I was thinking of a story that happened to me uh, not too long ago, but it was still <laughs> it was still quite far away. Uh, now, in this story, I won't be mentioning any names or any specific, specific sport or what it was or anything like that, because uh, the person that's involved in this story will think to themselves, oh my god, that was me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the first club that I joined, I wasn't really interested in it whatsoever. It was, um, I mean, it got me out of the house for five, six, seven hours, maybe. Okay. Uh, I was about five, six, seven months at it. Uh, so one night when I showed up to the training, uh, a lot of the people there were, I wouldn't say better than me, but they just had more experience uh, playing this sport. And uh, the coach, uh, I don't want to give away his name, but uh, we'll, call him, we'll call him Boris. Lovely. Okay? Uh, so anyway, Boris told me that a lot of the better people were playing and that I probably wouldn't have been good enough to join them. Uh, and just hearing that being said to me, it, it really put me off. Um, going to any sports clubs or anything like that for a couple of years. Mm, especially when you're like yeah. younger. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you're only a kid like. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, until a few weeks ago when uh, a teacher called Mr. Landers here in school, he's, uh, he started doing golf with a few students oh, yeah. in a care park, in care golf club. Care golf club, yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's one of the only sports that I can actually see myself getting better and better at with every swing. <laughs> well, it is lovely. Class. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's fairly simple as well. All you have to do is hold the club and give it socks oh. when, you, <laughs> uh, when you're swinging it. Now, I'm still no Tiger Woods. Yeah. But I, I'm getting there. Uh, so now I'm going to put out a question to everyone else in the room. Do you have any stories similar to this? Or uh, do you think that sports clubs are, be, are becoming too competitive for young people? Uh. No, I don't have any. I don't think I have any stories that I can, you know, remember of something like this. But I do kind of think like they are becoming too competitive. Like you know, and all they want to do is just win. They're not like giving other people a chance. Like and like you never know. They might actually because if you do give them a chance, they might turn out to be like better mm. than you know other people and have like good talent at like whatever you know, like basketball or like football or whatever you know. So then it's just not. You know, it's not good in the end to just say, you, you know, get out, get out of my club, you're not good enough, right? Yes, so, and also, like, mm. some, like, five or six-year-olds have, like, four or five sports a week, which is crazy. Like, imagine, like, doing something every day of the week, like, being so busy. And some trainings are on, like, twice a week, like, I'm not sure, but, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was one of those Especially kids, when they're so small, yeah. yeah. I, I was one of those, like, we were, our house is sports mad, we always have been, um... We had anything from camogie to swimming to Irish dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, we loved it, but it was probably a different time. Um, I do see, like maybe as I got older, um, and probably when I was still in college, I was training teams as well, like training, helping out like at our local camogie club. And um, I can see it. I've seen it in other people. Now, maybe I, I was like that as well, but I, I like to think that, no, I, I, I'm a stickler for people need to come training if you're come training you are you you're you're you should get a, p- a place on the team yeah mm-hmm. that, that that would be my line of thinking if you come training you should get you should get a place on the team you should get time to play um you should be included um but i absolutely agree with you yes that maybe some some clubs some sports 
uh, that the for definitely for young people and I think maybe like even younger than yourselves to you know a little a little bit younger than yourselves you're 15 16 maybe even a little bit younger than that and it starts to creep in at a, at a younger age group maybe under 12s and stuff but yeah and I, I like I might throw it back at you do you think it comes from parents from the actual management team or does it come from maybe a little bit of peer pressure maybe from people who are actually on the team as well um, I think uh, I think it mainly comes from the parents and uh, peer pressure mainly because um, let's say if you're not into any sports or anything like that, uh, your parents kind of want you to go to clubs and all that. And if you're not particularly interested in the sport, like what I was, you kind of don't really want to be there anyway. But then to be told that you're not good enough to actually do it, that just completely mm. puts you off of yeah. doing it anyway. Yeah. So like the parents, they're encouraging you to do it. Like you know, they want you to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's like a social thing as well, especially when they're that young, like to hang yeah. out outside of school and have different mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. You should be bringing up your confidence, not maybe, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, poking holes in it either. Yeah. So I'd say stick to the golf and definitely mm-hmm. give it socks. Yeah. And yeah. who knows, we might be seeing you on, on the telly maybe someday. And PGA absolutely. <laughs> and I tell you one thing, if you end up in Ashford Castle, there better be a few extra tickets left over for our podcasters yeah. here okay. because I know that that's where, I think that's where they stayed. I think Rory, did Rory McIlroy got married there, didn't he? Mm. So if you're in any of those fancy hotels, make sure that they're, mm-hmm. they're dropped back into the cloche here, please. <laughs> yeah, give Rory and Tiger a run for their money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excellent, excellent. So you're enjoying the golf? Then? I am. Yeah, it's really yeah, fun. Patrick does as well. I do, yeah. Yeah. Mm. When really is fun. does as well. Oh yeah, she does. She joined, yeah. She joined last week, was yeah. Excellent. Oh, oh, when is it on? Where is it on? Can you give us any Wednesdays details? From one forty-five to two forty-five. So. Where? At the, At the golf, golf club. And what yeah. do you need to bring? Yourself. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Oh, Nothing. Lovely. Just yourself. Yeah. They gave you the golf oh, club there. Yeah. Wow. Well, geez, that might turn up. So it can be quite an expensive sport, can't it? Mm. Like all the golf yeah. clubs and everything. I noticed okay. while I was up there as well, uh, it's all about uh, the bag that you have. Like, mm. if you have a good-looking bag, you're automatically <laughs> yeah. good at golf. Yeah. yeah. That's brilliant. Nice <laughs> you have nice shoes as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's all about the stance as well. You have to have the right stance. Your, be- uh, your knees bent, your bum sticking out. Lovely. And <laughs> give it socks when you club. Excellent. I love it. Okay, that was great. Kelly? I definitely love to drive around those golf carts, you know, from all I the movies. I was hoping we'd get to do that yeah. first thing. I mean... Keen. It would be brilliant. <laughs> I do drive. I have speeding tickets to prove it. Okay, excellent. Well done, Keen. That was brilliant. That's all we have for today. That is episode four, done and dusted. Keep an eye on our on our social media channels. Um, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. Shout out there to Neve. Thank you so much for keeping us on time, on target. We had a few little bloopers there, a few little mm-hmm. stutters. I'm, I'm pointing the finger now at myself. So until next week, you want to say goodbye, lads? Bye, see ya. See ya.